The Sabres battle back, and we cannot yet declare the season dead. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in and thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are coming to you, Jody Biasi, after a big victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll recap the win over the Maple Leafs. We will look ahead to the Washington Capitals for another big game, more so in terms of the standings than the actual challenge of opponent. That is what is next up for Buffalo on Wednesday night. So we'll have a preview of that game for you coming up on today's show as well. If you want to check out our previous episodes, go to our YouTube channel or on this feed, wherever you may be listening, check out our episode on Devin Levi watch beginning for the Sabres. Um, Of course, what the Sabres did over the weekend uh, as well. If you're looking back a little bit further and a lot more on the goaltender situation uh, up ahead. One comment that I want to bring up on today's show. Um, This comes from uh, John Hunter, who says, Craig Anderson, so good. He only loses when the Sabres really leave him out to drive, out to drive. Probably my new favorite goaltender, incredible saves all season, just so mature. And, uh, you know, there's another example of Anderson making big saves that everyone thought, right, that he made that pad stack save against the Leafs before seeing the replay and realizing that Rasmus Dahlin was the one who kind of dove in front of it and, and blocked it away. But Anderson with a giant two on O save on Michael Bunting. It was John Tavares and Michael Bunting coming down on a two on O and Anderson was able to turn it away. He was big for the Sabres and their win over the Toronto Maple Leafs by a four to three score. We'll of course uh, give our goat head, uh, just a spoiler alert, goat head of the night. It's definitely going to Alex Tuck. We'll talk more about Tuck coming up in just a little bit, but the win as a whole, Didn't everybody think they were dead? Everybody thought they were dead. 2-0 in the second period against the Leafs, a team that not too long ago they got trounced by. The Leafs got out to a 5-0 lead a couple of weeks ago against the Sabres uh, before they battled back to 5-3. But this game started fine in the first period in terms of the score. Toronto severely outplaying Buffalo in the first period. Shot attempts in the first period at 5-on-5 were 20 to 8 in favor of the Maple Leafs. For the second period, the complete opposite, if not even more in favor of the Sabres, 27 to 5 were shot attempts in the second period in favor of Buffalo. So, first period was all Toronto, second period was all Buffalo, third period was pretty much even. Now, the score didn't necessarily reflect that because as I mentioned, Leafs dominated the first, but it was 0-0 after 1. The Sabres dominated the second, but on those five shot attempts, Toronto scored twice, and they took a 2-1 to lead into the third period. The Sabres were able to get a couple of goals. Alex Tuck, Dylan Cousins to put the game away in the third period, and of course did get tight late. But overall, a great job battling back, not get quitting after being down 2 to nothing. This team's been accused of quitting lately because, hey, it's, it's going to happen when you let 10 goals in. You're going to be accused of quitting. 
This team did not. Jack Quinn with that goal in the second period was huge after making a critical mistake. At What was Jack Quinn doing, by the way, right before he scored that goal? He really saved himself being trolled by Sabre fans because he had an open look from the faceoff circle, even maybe more towards the slot, a high danger scoring chance. And he, like, tried to pass it, but then realized the guy was on the ground and tried to change it to a shot. So the the velocity of the puck was a shot, but the direction was a pass. And essentially, he ends up just whipping it into the corner. But again, he got away with it because within 10 seconds, there he is camped in front of the net, uh, putting home a rebound uh, in the air to get the Sabres back to within one. And I think that goal was probably huge. Because Don Granado can can preach to the players, hey, you're capable of coming back. You are an offensive juggernaut. You can come back in this game. But how much do the players believe it? When they see a goal on the board, and that's a little confirmation of, okay, yeah, we can score. We can score in this team. It's not, we, we can't, you know, it's not nothing. And then they come out in the third period firing and they get the three goals. But the Quinn goal, of course, was first in the second. Shot attempts, by the way, for the game as a whole. 45 for Buffalo, 40 for Toronto. Expected goals for 58.5% for Buffalo, 41.5% for Toronto. Simply put, the Sabres deserve to win this game. They outplayed the Toronto Maple Leafs. In a, in a whole 60 minutes, they outplayed the Toronto Maple Leafs on the road. Man, this team is so good on the road. It is weird how much better they are on the road than they are at home. And this was another example of it. This is a top team. Yeah, they're missing some pieces. Ryan O'Reilly out of the lineup. Um, but, you know, some some key contributions from Tuck that we'll talk about. Tage Thompson with an incredible spinorama pass to uh, to Tuck. And, you know, I didn't cash in on my J.J. Paterka anytime goal scorer bet. But he made an incredible effort on Dylan Cousins' goal. He gets the secondary assist on the play. But Paterka, all by himself... This is early in the third period. All by himself, enters the zone one-on-four, and he goes around behind the net. He shields off a defender who's trying to outmuscle him for the puck, which is something that you might think Paterka is prone to. He does not get outmuscled. He stays on the puck. He uses his speed to get to the wall, and then he puts the puck to the point, which is where the shot comes that Dylan Cousins uh, is able to put the rebound home. And that's play started with a zone entry by J.J. Paterka, a physical play by J.J. Paterka to hang on to the puck and then a good pass to get it to the point. He deserves some credit on that 26th goal of the year uh, that was scored by Dylan Cousins. Uh, Jeff Skinner gets an assist on the night. Everybody saw some numbers um, on this night. But again, I thought the Sabres deserved to win it. They got contributions, big saves from their goaltender, especially that 2-on-0 save against Craig Anderson. Uh, and again, I thought from the, the middle of the second period on, it was all, all Buffalo. Until there were four minutes left. When Toronto pulled the goalie, the Sabres just, I don't, they couldn't score in the empty net. Um, and then the Leafs almost tied it. You know, Willie Nylander scores with a minute left. So it got hairy at the end, but they, hey, they closed it out, even though they made it, they made it nerve wracking. Just hit the empty net, man. Stop trying to focus on Alex Tuck getting the hat trick. Just hit the empty net. That's, they got to start getting better at that. We'll uh, give out our goat head of the night. I already told you who we're giving it to, but a welcome return to the lineup for a critical critical player uh, in the Sabres lineup. We'll go to that. And then also Sabres at Capitals, uh, both of the uh, preview of that game ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. And we are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. We're at the midway point, past the midway point 
of the NBA season, home stretch of the playoffs, and of course, college basketball tournament season. It's a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, threes drain, goalie props, anytime goal scores, over-unders. And uh, we'll go through all those odds, by the way, when we get to sneaky good bets a little bit later on on today's show. So, FanDuel uh, even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet back up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. Alex Tuck is back. A massive, massive contribution from number 89 in his first game returning to action uh, from a lower body injury. Two goals. His 30th of the season. He scores his 30th as the game-winning goal. He has never been at 30 in his career. He is now 10 goals above his career high with games to play. And what to just the goals? He really helped create a lot of those plays. For two weeks now, I've been telling you about Tuck's contributions away from the puck and how the Sabres have had a hard time replacing that. And Tuck was right there with it. I thought it took him a couple of minutes to get into the game. Looked like he was laboring a little bit early on. Maybe some adrenaline kicked in. And then he started skating all over the place. He was using his body. He was physical. We'll see if he's able to hold up or if that's just the, again, the adrenaline of your first day back. But Tuck on the forecheck, super critical, defensively critical. Um, and playing off of, you know, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. The goal he scores, the first one he scores, is 29th of the season. That's Thompson on a spinorama pass where he's being covered by Jake McCabe. But part of what works there, Tuck reads the play. And I don't know that Jack Quinn or Jordan Greenway would have done the same thing. Tuck sees that there's an opening in front of the net. He doesn't know that Thompson could get it to him, but he trusts the skill that Tage has that he'll find a way to get it to him because he shoots the gap, goes for that space in front of the net, knowing if he beats his man to it and the timing works out that Thompson can get the puck to him, he's going to have an open chance right in front of the net. It's exactly what happens. He notices that space becoming available. He takes two quick strides to get there, beats his man to the space, and Thompson makes the incredible pass to put it there on his stick, and then he buries it. That is some of that hockey IQ. And the hockey IQ, speed, finishing, all on display there by Alex Tuck. He was critical. And that line was dominant when they were on the ice. At 5-on-5, I know the second Tuck goal came at 5-on-4, but at 5-on-5, Thompson, Skinner, Tuck played 12 minutes and 43 seconds. That's actually a lot. That's, you know, four minutes more than any other Sabre line that saw the ice. 16 shot attempts for Buffalo while those three were out there. Eight for Toronto. Massive disparity. Expected goals four while they were on the ice. 59.6% in favor of the Thompson-Skinner-Tuck line. Uh, Scoring chances, nine to four when they were on the ice in favor of Buffalo. High danger chances, five to one in favor of Buffalo. Uh, Rush attempts, five. That was another big thing. Attempts off the rush. The Sabres had five opportunities all game. All five from that line. 
Not a single one from another line. Everything else was get set up in the zone um, and, you know, get a scoring chance that way. That line had five because of their speed, their chemistry, tuck speed. He is, man, he's he's huge to the DNA of that of that top line. Um, and again, you know, some of it's not all him. Skinner gives him a nice pass from behind the net on the power play. Dylan Cousins it does a great job to keep that play alive, actually. The second of the tuck goals on the power play. Um, but Tuck was phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal, and he absolutely deserved Goathead of the night uh, as the Sabres' top player. Um, and again, hopefully he's able to maintain the injury the rest of the way. Maybe he rushed it back a little bit. Maybe we're not going to notice anything. Maybe he's not dealing with it anymore. Uh, we don't really get that clarity in hockey, but you know, seeing how critical he is, you got to hope that he that he stays healthy. Uh, Tuck had five shots, by the way, in total. He played 20 minutes and 23 seconds of ice time in total. He had three hits on the night, which was second on the team, third on the team, excuse me. Uh, Gergensen had seven. Yoki Haru had four. By the way, quick shout out. Yoki Haru, I thought, had one of his more, uh, his better games of the year. Uh, anyways, on Tuck, he had two takeaways as well, just all over the score sheet. Absolutely all over the score sheet. All right, one more time out when we come back. A preview of Sabres and Capitals for Wednesday night, including sneaky good bets. That's all ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. And we are presented by Athletic Greens. Two ways to take in Athletic Greens. One, the shakes. They're delicious. Mix it with a cup of water. Super easy, super tasty. Or drops right in your water or your coffee, and you'll never notice that it's there. It's a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 to try to, you know, include more vitamins and minerals, healthier uh, sort of diet. And yet when you are taking AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan-free, or vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no nasty chemicals, no GMOs or artificial anything while still tasting great. Helps support better sleep quality as well. And for me, someone that gets up really early in the morning, like 4.30 in the morning, uh, to work the morning show at WGR, trust me, I know how critical it is to get a good night's sleep. Athletic Greens use the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's, again, just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Oops, excuse me. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. All right, a preview of Sabres and Capitals Wednesday night at 7 o'clock uh, in D.C. The Sabres on the road again. Um, but they are better on the road this year, at least in terms of their record, than they are at home. So uh, you can't, you know, count them out. And this is where their schedule starts to soften, soften uh, a little bit. A game here against the Capitals. You got a game against the Flyers coming up. Um who else? They've got – I have the NHL schedule, not the Sabre schedule in front of me. But those two games in particular are the ones to think about uh, the most. And Washington is a team that you are fighting with in the standings. And even though, yes, I've declared them dead at times, uh, they're not because they are sitting there tied with the Sabres in points at 71. Um, so 
big game, put them away. Don't let them hang around. Jump back up, get in the game with Florida, get in the game with the Islanders, um, and put Washington down. Now, the Capitals are going to be playing the second of a back-to-back. They are playing Tuesday night. Uh, or actually, you know, they're, they're playing, yeah, they're playing Tuesday night against the New York Rangers. And Darcy Kemper is going to be in goal. Why is that important? Darcy Kemper is the capital starting goaltender. Now, your assumption might be, well, he's going to play a back-to-back, or he's not going to play back-to-back. Nobody does that. I wouldn't be so sure. Kemper is playing more games right now than any goaltender in the NHL. Washington is using him up to try to get to the playoffs. Kemper has played eight games in a row, and he has started 22 of the last 26. They drive him into the ground. Now, I'm guessing it will be Charlie Lindgren, their backup goaltender, who, by the way, has not seen action since coming in in relief of Kemper against the Sabres on February 26th. But I would guess it's going to be Lindgren. He actually has been one of the better backups in the league. That's why it's kind of surprising to me that they've they've been hammering uh, Kemper so much. Um, but my guess would be the Sabres are going to see a backup goaltender uh, on a Wednesday night and a team that is on the second of a back-to-back. So again, both good reasons uh, to, to be optimistic about the Sabres' chances in this game. In terms of the Sabres' lineup, don't know anything at this point. I'd expect Victor Olofsson remains out of the lineup uh, as a healthy scratch, the lineup remaining the same. I will also say there has been no game where it's easier to predict who their starting goaltender is, is going to be. It's going to be Okapeka Lukanen. No way they're going Craig Anderson that quickly. And now that they've got a stretch here where they have a game every other day for the next eight days, uh, maybe, you know, Lukanen starts to really see a ramp up and play three of the next four. So, with all that being said, it is time for sneaky good bets for Sabres and Capitals, courtesy of our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Starting with bet number one, the under. Sabres, Capitals, under six and a half goals at plus 102. The reason I am on the under, ton of the money, 98% is on the over. I like to fade the public. I am going with the under on this one, in part because of the money, but also... Washington hits the under a lot. The Capitals have hit the under 37 of their 67 games this year. 37 unders, uh, 27 overs, and three pushes. So their season tells you under is more likely. I'm fading the public here. I'm going, again, against what the conventional wisdom might be, which is the Sabres just play a ton of games where they hit the over. Uh, Plus 102, by the way, you're getting in terms of the odds. Because of the back-to-back Washington is playing, how great the Sabres looked in Toronto, the fact they're so good on the road, and that the Capitals are starting a backup goaltender. Sneaky good bet number two, Sabres on the money line, but I'm doing Sabres 60-minute money line. Essentially, bet the Sabres to win the game in regulation. I don't need them to win by two goals. I don't need them to win even in overtime. I need them to win in regulation. And I'm going 60-minute money line at plus 145. Again, for you non-betters out there, that would be the equivalent of betting 100 and winning 145. So Sabres, 60-minute money line to beat the Capitals. And third, I'm going to go back to the well again here. Two, Two times in a row. You know, fool me once, shame on me. Wait. I already screwed it up. The, the George Bush-ism. Uh, you know what I'm saying. J.J. Paterka. 
There we go. Anytime goal scorer is my sneaky good bet number three. J.J. Paterka at plus 490. I had him against the Leafs. He had a couple of opportunities. I mentioned that one play where he set up the Dylan Cousins goal. He also was out there at one point with an empty net, and I thought I was going to get a cheap backdoor uh, uh, cash-in on Paterka. I think he's been playing a lot better. And because he's on Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn's line, He's been playing better, using his speed. He's getting opportunities on the power play. That number two power play, the whole goal of the power play is to get him on a one-timer. Middle stats on the other flank and not on a one-timer. The, the, the most dangerous part of it is Paterka. Uh, so I'm going back there. He's playing well. I, I think the dam's going to burst here a little bit, and he's going to score a few before the end of the season. I'm not going to go. I, I, maybe you can tell me third time's the charm. If he doesn't score here, um, I might have to back off after two, but I, I got to go back one more time. Cause I really liked this game a lot in Toronto. So three sneaky good bets of the night, Buffalo, Washington under six and a half goals at plus one Oh two Buffalo, 60 minute money line at plus plus one forty-five, and Paterka anytime goal at plus four ninety. And that is going to do it for us today here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Thanks again for making us your first listen every day. Hopefully next we're talking to you after a Washington Cap- or a Sabres win over the Washington Capitals. Now that you're done with us, go make your next listen. Locked on game to game. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked on NHL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.